I want to start off just by um, acknowledging the passing of Darren Sanders. The funeral was this morning during practice. Uh, many of us were uh, there uh, yesterday afternoon and last night at the showing and the viewing with the family. One of the best people I've ever known. One of the most stand-up people I've ever known. Impacted everybody in this organization one way or another, including myself. One of the best friends I've ever had. Um, you know, he's there for you in good times, tough times, especially. Uh, and then if you, if you were at the showing last night, you would know from 1 o'clock until 8 o'clock, it was a steady stream of three parking lots full of cars. Right, Chad? I mean, people in and out, it was packed for, for the eight hours. So it wasn't just here. It was everywhere in the Baltimore community. So uh, rest in peace, Darren Sanders. Yes, sir. We got the pals on the day. It's gonna be some salty. Oh my! Bad job. We want the moon. We want the moon. We want the moon. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of Sports Chat with yours truly, DJ. I hope everyone is having a good day out there. I'm about to go on vacation. Me and my wife about to go somewhere. I ain't gonna let y'all know. So we about to go on vacation for a couple of days, so I got some time off. But I thought to get in another episode, episode 112, of course, Pad Day, my Baltimore Ravens. But before I get into that, I have to stop. And extend my condolences to the family of Darren Sanders, as you saw in the opening video tribute from John Harbaugh, acknowledging his friend, acknowledging how great of a man he was and just acknowledging the overall um, uh overflowing should I say support amount of support from um, probably from guests um, uh, fans pro I mean well I don't, I'm not saying he didn't have fans but uh, from just from people that he knew and family and players and I saw Lamar Jackson put something up in his story because he had COVID he couldn't attend it so um, yeah rest in peace Darren Sanders I didn't know him personally um, but I do empathize with his story um, far as um I believe he passed from brain cancer. I don't want to say what he passed from, but I know he was dealing with that. And I thought I read an article where he beat it. So I don't know if it came back or what happened, but just an unfortunate situation. Like I said, he's only 55 or was only 55 years old. So my condolences go out to the family of Darren Sanders. I could only imagine what you're going through. Um, I'm not sure if he I don't know how many kids he had or if he had kids or if he was married or whatnot I'm assuming that he was but if he wasn't just my condolences to his entire family and I just pray that God comforts you um, during your time of bereavement and definitely will just continue to uplift your uplift your soul and help you to um, remember the good times that you have with him I know it sounds cliche if cliche ish but I think it really do um, help you so I, I just say God bless you and just keep on keeping on like I believe Darren would want you to do now on to the Baltimore Ravens you saw that opening uh, video from Calais Campbell and Calais Campbell I have been putting down you know 
has been putting it down in practice. Let's just say that he's been doing this thing in practice. And um, I believe they just put on the pads a couple of days ago. So um, I want to see how the Ravens look. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I really don't report a lot on the training camp like that because I really just don't care. I just listen if they have a, 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 a um, what is it, a, a, um, Injury or something like that. Now, I understand when they're putting on the pads, you know, they hitting out there trying to get their body, I believe, acclimated to being hit in a real game. So, with that being said, I do have some notes here with regards to what happened um, on pad day. And I'm going to go over that. Then I'm going to go over Tavon Young, um, talk about him a little bit. And then I think I'm going to end it with the whole uh, Justin Houston, or should I say the big signing of Justin Houston to my Baltimore Ravens. So let me start off with one Ben Cleveland. Now, I believe on the Ravens podcast, I forget what it's called on one of the Ravens podcasts. I'd have subscribed to it. They actually interviewed Ben Cleveland and uh, he's a very interesting guy. I know he talked about eating squirrel and his whole upbringing was just an interesting, interesting story. And you, it, it's definitely a must listen. So take a listen to that. You may have to go on the Ravens podcast or type in Ravens podcast or something like that. And you should be able to retrieve that particular podcast episode. But anyway, Ben Cleveland. um, According to what I was reading via BaltimoreRavens.com, he was looking pretty good out there as far as um, in blocking in the run. They did say he could get better in his pass blocking. And I don't know what he did in college better. I don't know if he was – I think he was a more of a run stuffer. Um, I'm sorry, he – a better run blocker than probably a pass blocker but um, and, and it does complement the Baltimore Ravens and what they do because we know that Lamar likes to run a lot we know that the Ravens like to run a lot we saw that last year when the Ravens you know I believe let the lead once again in rushing yards as a team so um yeah, so we needed to bring someone in that could solidify that offensive line and uh, Ben Cleveland, uh, for the most part, on the running part, on the run blocking part, should I say, has been looking pretty exceptional. So I just hope that he could um, get better at pass blocking. And um, But I think this Ravens offensive line is going to be great. I think it's really going to be great. And while I'm speaking of an offensive line, um, I just thought of Kevin Zeitler. Uh, I did see a headline today. I didn't read the article on BaltimoreRavens.com, but it said that, or Harbaugh said that his foot injury wasn't as serious as they thought. I believe he had the same foot injury as um, uh, Carson Wentz and as his teammate, um Jonathan is it Jonathan Nelson no it's not Jonathan I know his first name not Jonathan Nelson but I know his last name is Nelson um and I just saw where he's going to be out indefinitely so probably past the five to 12 weeks that they said he was going to be out but um good thing Zeitla uh foot isn't as bad as it seemed so uh he should be coming back soon hopefully now, on to Ben Mason, tight end that they did draft. They said that he was playing exceptional, especially when it came to blocking. He got a few people pissed off. And uh, Ferguson and, and Patrick Queen got a little bit pissed off. But, it, I well, I don't want to say it's good that your players or your, your teammates got pissed off at you. But hopefully um, – they can all translate that when they play uh, in that Monday night against the Las Vegas Raiders. So he was doing pretty good. Um, they said, let me see what I have in my notes. Not really anything. Yeah, they just said he, oh, only thing with him was that he um, 
play a little bit beyond the whistle. Now, we know the Ravens get flagged on some dumb stuff. So I hope that this does not translate in game where he can't hear the whistle or, you know, where he just can't let off um, his blocks in time. And, you know, because we can't afford to get penalized, especially if we are moving the ball downfield. So I hope that that's something that can be fixed. And I heard John Harbaugh, I don't know if he was trying to throw shade at him. I think he said with Ben Mason that he was looking pretty good. He said he's not, you know, up to Mark Andrews stand. You know, he's not up there yet, you know, but he was looking pretty good. So um, I'm hoping that he uh, stays well because we know how the Ravens love to use their tight ends and, you know, um, and how they, you know, like to uh, implement them in our game plan. So I think he will be a, a, a pretty great acquisition to the Baltimore Ravens and to the offense. So um, I look forward to seeing more and hearing more about you, Mr. Mason. Um, next up, he probably was he probably is, is is one of the stars right now in training camp, Justin Matabuke. And we know that there was a lot of talk about Justin Matabuke um, and him stepping his game up. And not only that, but they were talking a little bit about Brandon Williams because um, Brandon, he may be Brandon Williams's replacement because we know Brandon Williams is getting paid. And I think he actually restructured maybe for a second time um, this year. So um, we know that that's not going to keep happening because <laughs> he's going to eventually want to get paid. But I think Brandon Williams is getting up there a little bit in age. So Justin Matabuke came at the right time. But like I said, he's one of the he's one of the standouts thus far in training camp. They just said his ability to get to the the backfield is just just sensational in the way that he's playing. And and one Bradley Bozeman, our new center, <laughs> hopefully he won't be uh, fumbling the ball because I did read something about uh, he had a little uh, issue with hiking the ball. But I think he took his glove off and then they said after that pretty much because I, I guess he yeah, he took his glove off and after that he was pretty good. So let's keep it up, Mr. Bozeman. But anyway, <laughs> Bradley um Bozeman actually uh, gave some high praise to Matabuke and he said the guy's a stout dude he said he's one of the harder working people that he's ever seen blocking and basically if you try to double team him or definitely you try to do one-on-ones you know double teams you might have some help but one-on-ones basically you know you can just forget it so this is really exciting news to me because the Ravens you know we need some some swagger up on that defensive line and you know since the departure of Terrell Suggs even though Terrell Suggs was kind of winding now um then he went on to Kansas City and won him a ring a second ring but um yeah since he wound it down a little bit and then of course we uh who do we have also that we brought in I'm trying to think to help him Goodness, I'm drawing a blank, but we just didn't have a lot, especially on the edge. We didn't have a lot of help. I know, of course, we know we brought in in Gokway and they nicknamed him here in Baltimore and Gok who, <laughs> um, but he didn't do as much at all. Of course, Matt Judon, he's gone. Matt Judon had a really great season last year, but, you know, I didn't disagree with them letting go of Matt Judon. Um he just was not panning out to be that type of uh, linebacker that or outside linebacker that we would need. You know, and no disrespect to him. I think he's a great, great guy, but I don't think he was panning out as well. Um, and I definitely wouldn't have paid them what, what the Patriots paid. And the Patriots just had a lot of money because Tom Brady was finally off the books and whomever else was off the books in and, and Bill Belichick and company poured out the um, whipped out <laughs> the checkbook and they, they paid a lot of people. 
So yeah, this is exciting to hear that Justin Matabuke is is moving into that particular role, and and he's just becoming a force. Um, I believe like they drafted or like they believed that he would be. So I'm looking for you, Justin, to continue to continue to continue the good work. <laughs> um, Adafi, the rookie that we we actually drafted this year, they say he's looking really good coming off the edge, um, and he sets the edge and hits it pretty hard. And he he's a beast. This dude is a beast. He he looked like he you know is going to have a pretty decent year this year. Um, of course, rookies have to still look out uh, for their technique, and I think that was the only thing with him. I think it was just his technique. So he probably had to fix his technique, and hopefully. Um, he will be okay. You know, hopefully he'll be good. And I just think this Ravens offensive line is going to play really good. And I also think this Ravens defense is going to play really good too for some reason. I don't know why, but I'm just thinking that they're going to play really, really good. So I hope that um, really uh, everything they do in the training camp, I hope it translates to to the act actually on field, <laughs> on, on the field. Um what else I got here? Dion Kane. They said he made a lot of noise in practice. Um, he beat Marlon Humphrey on a long catch thrown by Huntley. Now, uh, Marlon Humphrey, he, I mean, he he get – I like Marlon. You know, I like you, Marlon. You're cool, but sometimes you be getting burnt, man. But, um, no, but he um, – um, I can't. I I think we did have Deion Kane before. I I heard a lot of different things about not him, but about this wide receiver group. Wide receiver group. Um, I hope we're doing as well as they saying. Or I hope that we will do as well as they said. I'm saying in game. Like I said, I don't report a lot on this training camp stuff because it's. I don't say it's not exciting to me. I mean, it's cool to see them out there catching the ball and all this, but until you actually get in the game where it counts, it's just like, okay, because I usually kind of pay attention to it. But this year I said I'm going to do a little bit different. I'm actually really pay attention to it. And that's what I chose, you know, to do. So thus far, everything is looking decently okay. Um, in training camp, James Prochet, he was looking, he's probably the, the, the star along with Justin Matabuke on the defensive side, James Prochet on the offensive side. I hear a lot that he's stepping up and I'm glad because in his highlights that I saw last year I'm like why aren't they using this dude and um, hopefully they they'll implement him more in the game plan this year but they said that he definitely definitely worked those edges and the middle um, so you know maybe he can bleep, beat I'm sorry some of those um, uh, DBs that, that are you know trying to cover the slot and all that stuff maybe he can go in the slot and you know can get us a lot of yak and, and, and hopefully he get a lot of touchdowns this year um, but other than that the Ravens as a whole for this training camp thus far seem to be doing good of course we know with Lamar Jackson and him missing um, the training camp the first day I believe it was because he tested positive for COVID he should be coming back tomorrow uh, Friday that's April the 6th or maybe on the 7th he should be coming back one of the two he should be coming back so hopefully Lamar will be coming back pretty soon Um, I believe along with Gus Edwards who else they had out? I know they had out. Uh, Bateman was out. He missed a day due to muscle tightness. And um, hopefully Bateman don't get injured. He did get injured last year. He did have COVID last year. And it affected his results uh, in school um, on the field last year. And I forget where some of these people play for. So pre- please, please, please uh, bear with me, guys. <laughs> um, but 
it affected his play. So I hope that he can come out and can make some noise on the field this year. Because, I, I, I mean, they drafted him first round, so they expect him to come out and to perform. And they would not have drafted him first round if they didn't think that he would be able to come out and perform. Now, we know the Ravens are not great in developing wide receivers. We know that. And we think back to one Perriman. You know, Perriman was terrible. You know, then we got Hollywood Brown. I know we didn't get him in the first round, but we got Hollywood Brown. And he's panning out, but I believe he's on the side. I think he's actually injured as well. So hopefully they get all of this out of that system right now. And it's good that it's happening now and not in season. That way we should be good in season. So secondly, let me go on to Tavon Young. Now Tavon Young was a sensational player, is a sensational player, should I say, for the Baltimore Ravens in his 2018 season. I think he had over 30 tackles. Um, He had five pass defenses. I think he had about two or three interceptions. Um, I'm sorry, two sacks and one interception. Um, He had two touchdowns uh, as well, two defensive touchdowns as well. So we see that he really made some noise and he was actually one of the highest paid slot defensive backs or corners in the NFL. And then the injury bug hit him and he, you know, just can't stay on the field. He played only 33 games in the NFL and he has missed 51 games. Last year, we know he tore his ACL. It was in the same knee and this is the second time that he tore it. Um, And I, I think that the Ravens are trying their best to hold on to him trying their best to um, give him the benefit of the doubt you know and I hope that he can come up this year and and really show out and show off uh, I really really empathize with him when he was talking about his faith and talking about trying to stay you know mentally stable uh, because I didn't play sports but I just think of one time when I was working at a recreation center and I was playing basketball with the teens there and I went to go do something I think I went one way and and my body went the other way or I was thinking in my mind to go another way. It was something weird and I had pulled my groin. And um, after that had happened, I um, was hesitant on like running really fast because I would just think like, oh man, it was the worst feeling. If you ever pulled your groin, it's one of the worst feelings ever. And I thought that I was, you know, going to pull my groin again when I ran, you know, would run really fast. So I was hesitant for a while. And, you know, I, I wasn't mentally stable <laughs> or, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, uh, um, yeah, mentally stable or believe that I would be okay if I ran fast until I actually ran fast. And when I did run fast, you know, it, it, I was fine. So I hope it's the same thing with him. I hope that he, you know, stays mentally stable, um, stays in his faith. He said he was reading the Bible a lot and surrounding himself, you know, uh, or should I say the team was helping him out a lot. So that's really good. Um, I hope he come out. Like I said, I hope he kill it because I want Tavon Young to, to I want this defense to just be working great, you know, to be working really, 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 really great. Um, one uh, quote that he actually said, he said, it's always good to get back on the field. He said, those are the things I miss coming out that door. I'm sorry, coming out, walking through that door, walking down this hill touching the grass and I if you know what he's talking about if you see a lot of the Ravens videos like you'll see Marlon Humphrey come down that hill um and and be like I love you and you know (laughs) say all this little crazy stuff but um that's the hill that he talking about coming down that hill onto the practice field he missed that you know and I just wish nothing but the best for you Tavon man because when 
you want to feel you. I'm like, I like this dude. You you had that year in 2018, and then like I said, 2019 and 2020, you arrived of it because you know the injury bug hit you. But other than that, man, I hope you ball out this year. I think this Ravens defense going to ball out, and I'm gonna close out with Justin Houston, y'all. Um, I think he's going to make a big difference on this Baltimore Ravens team. We needed a legit pass rusher and i think that we got him in justin houston now i get it people may say man raven's always getting these people that are old past 30 you know been in the league for a minute i get it you know they're not expecting him to play another nine ten years you know they're expecting to because the ravens are in a win now type of situation you know they are in a position where you know they are poised to, you know, possibly go to the Super Bowl. I mean, this year alone probably was the most that the Ravens had in primetime games. They have five primetime games. I mean, the league is pushing them and everything. And it's like the league want the Ravens to succeed, which I'm surprised at because majority of the time the, the league don't like the Ravens. So they're really pushing the Ravens to succeed. And I think that signing Justin Houston um, and Justin Houston did um, actually – uh, expressed that he believed that he could win a Super Bowl here in Baltimore, and he took a pay cut. I, I think they said that he was going, he was, he w- was wanting to sign for around eight mil, but he signed for one mil. So this is just a one year deal. Um, I'm pretty sure all of it is guaranteed. A one year deal for four million dollars. Um, he's received over ninety four million in his career. He's been playing for about twelve years, um, but he's been productive. Listen to these stats in the last three years in Kansas City in 2018. He had 27 tackles and nine sacks. Then I believe he was traded or maybe he hit the free agency market. I'm not sure which one it was. But in 2019, he went to Indianapolis. He had 11 sacks, 27 tackles and a safety. And then last year he had eight sacks, 16 tackles and two safeties. So you see right there, he has not had less than eight sacks in the past three seasons. So very productive, can get after the quarterback. And I'm just thinking him on one end, Adafi on the other end, or them mixing Adafi in with other pass rushers, trying them out on the edge. I just think it's just, I mean, this Ravens defense, I think it's going to be really, really good. I think people are definitely underestimating my boys. Now, I did want to compare those stats to my Ravens defense for those same years because – even though the sack numbers looked a little bit attractive, they were a little bit deceptive because the Ravens was using a lot of blitz packages to get to the quarterback, so they were still recording the sacks, but they just wasn't getting them from the edges like they wanted to. So, 2018, the Ravens were actually in 12th place with 2.6 sacks a game, so that equaled out for the year about 43 sacks. Um, if I got did I say 12th place? I'm sorry, they yeah, they might have been in 12th place. I don't know if I got that right. But anyway, 43 sacks. 2019, 22nd place, 2.2 sacks a game. Equal out to 37 sacks. And then last year, uh, went up a little bit, 14th place. If I got the, I don't know if I got the placing right, but just bear with me. Um, 39 sacks. So like I say, some of those sacks, especially in the last couple years in 2019 and last year, same a little bit like, hey, they had a considerable amount of sacks. Yeah, but they were unable to get to 
the quarterback effectively and we've seen how Patrick Mahomes lit him up you know we've seen how uh, a decent amount of quarterbacks will lighten up the Ravens because they just wasn't able to get that push that they needed even when Judon here you know wasn't able to get that push that we needed to uh, the quarterback so yeah man I'm just excited about this year I'm hoping that my Ravens do um make some noise. I understand everything that's going on with Lamar Jackson and people, you know, giving him a hard time for choosing not to get the vaccination, but whether he gets it or not. And I meant to mention this in my little special that I did for us, just specifically talking about Lamar Jackson and this whole vaccination and people opinion about him not getting it and all this craziness. People that are vaccinated, y'all, are still getting it. And then I just read an article today that they are still going to or or they're thinking about going back to just vaccinating everybody, even I'm sorry, not vaccinated, testing everybody, because even those that are vaccinated, as I just said, are still contracting the disease or virus, should I say. So it's like, how can you beat Lamar up for choosing to not get the vaccination when you still have people out here that have the vaccination still contracting it? And I'm going to close out with this. A guy had called the station today, not my station, like I have radio station, but 1057 The Fan, a local radio station um, in Baltimore, sports radio station. And he was talking about the COVID, about COVID. And he was talking about how he had, the vaccination he was fully vaxxed he got two shots like the nfl was only accepting that as well and that's that's what they consider it being fully vaccinated by having two shots so anyway he had two shots and he said that he was on a ventilator he said that he was you know uh pretty much he still had contracted covid and which you know had him be on a ventilator and he said just a couple of days ago he just put on his mask so as much as we may beat someone down about getting the vax getting the vax getting the vax i believe he was saying like look i'm a prime example that i had it and still got sickly so with this whole thing, y'all, people telling people what to do with regards to it, just get it, just get the man, just get it. Like, look, people have a conscience and not saying that you don't have one because you chose to get it. But people have a conscience and people also have free will to choose whether they want to get it or not. So I hope we have a season this year. I hope even if some games get postponed or moved around, I believe we'll be able to complete this season. And I think the Ravens are going to look pretty good. But until then, y'all, I'm going to go. I'm going to enjoy my vacation and I'm going to come back with some more news for y'all. So until then, I hope y'all have a good day and stay safe out there, y'all. Peace out.